You want to fly like a bird? Well, a bird embodies the name of God. And if we embody the name of God and live it, then we'll fly too. Here's the head of the bird, the body of the bird, and the two wings of the bird, all coming from God's name. And if you put it together in a nice diagram, you'll could see how nice it would be. Uh, 3D it'd have to be so we could see clearly. So intelligence, understanding of the divine teachings, then the adjudication, that's the emotions of the divine teachings and the Mishnah, and then the two wings, love, awe, or reverence, or respect, submitting, having those two things. These are the wings, the two hays of God's name, the wings of the bird that allow it to fly on high. So likewise in our lives, if we want to fly, we want to ascend. So it means when we're learning now that we have an awareness, a motivation that is not self-directed, but is directed for Hashem's sake that we want to be attached to him, connected to him. Not because of what we're going to get from him. Not because, you know, God is, uh, you know, the, the, the sugar daddy, right? No. I mean, he is, that's true. But not for that reason. We want to connect because that's what we want. A connection we want to have a, a connection we've gone because that's our our true reality that's a true reality that's what we are so we seek that connection and that connection then is motivated by wanting to be bonded with Hashem and not to be separated to submit ourselves, and therefore not to be separated means we submit to that which he wants. That's the love and all those are the two wings. And when we do that, everything that we do in our lives takes flight, ascends beyond the human condition and has an eternity to it. Has an eternal um, divine connection which is very powerful that we can have that in our lives, an eternal divine connection. And meaning that what we're doing right now, learning Tanya, learning Taira, Hashem's divine will and wisdom. So most of us, what we're feeling is an empowerment. We're feeling more whole, not so broken, which is all true. And maybe that's what motivates us to come because we feel more whole and not so broken. But that, the, there's a problem with that. Because the day that I will teach you in a way that you're not going to feel whole, <laughs> the time you won't, you, you won't be here. That's one problem. Second problem is, even when you're here, not really here because you're here for wholeness. You're not here for the connection. You're not here to connect to God. You're here for your personal um, your personal growth. And again, 
Not that we shouldn't have personal growth. Absolutely. These teachings need to be here to help us grow. But that's not its purpose. That's the outcome. These teachings are in order that I can be. That I can be. For a Jew, to be a Jew. Connected to Hashem. For a non-Jew, as a non-Jew, connected to Hashem. I could be who I am. And, and, and therefore, that's why I want the bond. That's what I want to be connected. Um, in order that... Uh, not, not in order, because that's what I, I, I desire, is that, that connection with Hashem. And I'm therefore motivated by the bond. Right? Love means you're motivated because you want to connect to that, to that loved one. Why do you want to connect? So if there's a reason why you want to connect, because you're going to gain something from that person, so you're not interested in the connection, you're interested in the benefit of that connection. So it's not the person you're interested in, you're interested in what you can get from that person. Hmm. So if you can get it from another person, then you don't need that first person, you can get it from a second person. If you're going to get it from the second person more than the first person, so I'll, you know, I'll divorce the first one and, and marry the second one. Or I'll unfriend the first one and friend the, the second one because I'm going to get something more. Right? So that's all about benefit. Nothing flies that way. Nothing flies when that's what we're looking for. But if it's about the bond, about the love, if it's about the submitting out of reverence, out of sense of awe, of submitting to the yoke of heaven, to doing what you got to do because that's what Hashem wants and needs from you. Period. And that becomes your awareness. That becomes your consciousness. That becomes in every fiber of your being ultimately. Ultimately, right? Begins with the awareness, the thinking about it as we're doing now. Um, then what we're doing right now learning tanya is yes it, it's self-fulfilling yes it's going to help you become more for sure but that's not your motivation because that is very temporary and very tenuous but if that is the motivation as we just described then it it raises up it's got wings of a bird and it goes up above. Yesterday, as we explained, that it can sweeten the severities, but that's all a, a side benefit. But it goes to the divine, the divine attributes, whether in the world of Yitzhira, the world of Bria, and has an eternity to it. Now, what does it mean, eternity to it? Oh, we'll discuss that another time more, what that eternity means. So what we're doing right now has an eternity to it. Yes, we're human and we want the human value, but don't sell yourself short in being committed to the human value of self-help, of becoming a better person. That's wonderful. But then we're missing the divinity here. Human is that I'm the center of the universe. 
and therefore I'm looking for the benefit that I have from God even, which is great. Because the benefit, most people look for benefit not from God. They look for benefit from other people, right? The revolving door of relationships because benefits come and go. So people come and go. That's human. It's not divine. Divine is that the desire to have a, a bond with another, not because of any benefit. Again, not to say that there is that they, you don't gain a benefit, but your intention is not for the benefit. So your intent, where, how can that be? Because that's the way it should be with God, primary relationship. So if it's with God that way, then it's possible that we can have it otherwise that way with other human relations, with our spouse, with our children, with our you know, fellow Jew and the like. Is that, um, is, is that a challenge? Is that something we've got to work on? Yeah, that's what we're learning here. But we can all arrive to it. If we want that, we can be that. That would be beautiful. We can all be that. Right now, if we so choose it, if we so want it. Um, and what we do ascends on high, has an eternity to it. So again, the basis of it is the relationship itself, the which is the, the wings that make something fly, the relationship itself, the bond, the desire to bond, to connect with Hashem, and not to be disconnected. Questions, comments? A lot of good stuff. Okay. Um, Davida, your question has been lost on the feed. My apologies, but I guess I spoke too much. Two question marks before you ask a question, please, so I can notice that it's a question easily. Maggie, so is it fair to say that the Tanya is an act of worship? Listening to these teachings gives voice to the wisdom of Torah. Yes, um, so yes, it's an act of divine, yeah, because it's um, you know, the mitzvah to study Torah. That's what God wants. And Tanya is the inner dimension of the teachings. So by the fact that engaged in it there's a connection in and of itself exactly in and of itself now of course we want it to filter into us and to become a part of us and we live it it's not enough just to learn it but we want to live it and that's the that's the how we know that we are actually learning it properly and that we're devoted to it also with wings of love and all uh, respect and reverence absolutely very good Tehillim says, don't put your trust in man. Yes, exactly. 
Okay, David, in Psalm 91, when King David says that Hashem shall shelter you under his wings, what are the wings re relating to? Hmm, good question. I have to look there. I don't have an answer offhand. Sorry. Um, do we have a question here on Instagram? Instagrammers. Two question marks before you ask a question. Yes, Rachel, learning Tanya with the right purpose will result in a Muna building built up as we connect with Hashem. Yes, it will. And there is will be no more reason to be healed because wholesomeness is resulting. <laughs> yes, wholesomeness is right now. If we so re recognize it and see that we're whole. I spoke about this last week, if you recall. Being whole, being worthy, and not broken. We spoke about it at great length last week. That Western civilization is a broken civilization. It's 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 based on the concept of being broken. As uh, you're, you know, born in sin, so obviously you're broken, right? Judaism, you're uh, you have a divine soul. You're whole. You're pure. As we see, a child is whole and pure when they're born. We don't see a child, a little baby that's born unworthy they're completely worthy well why are they worthy they didn't do anything they're completely whole why are they whole they accomplished something that they're whole they're complete well what well, complete all they do is eat sleep and and making their diaper they're complete yeah they yeah how come because you don't have to do anything to be complete, whole, or worthy. Divine you are. Divine you're whole, complete, and worthy. Where do we lose it? Oh, all of a sudden you start talking, so we expect you to talk this way. All of a sudden you start doing, so we expect you to do. So expectations is what killed the child. Because no longer are they worthy until the expectations are met. That's a problem. We become broken. We never lose our wholeness, even though someone might have an expectation of us. Even if we have an expectation of ourselves, we're still whole. We're still complete. We're still worthy. Period. Ah, if I'm not broken, so there's nothing to fix. This doesn't mean I can't improve. Well, I can always improve on wholeness. Right? Not perfect. Only God's perfect. Can always improve upon coming further wholeness. But so if you're whole, now what? Well, if you're whole now, you want to share your goodness with others. You'll see the goodness in others, you'll see the wholeness in others, and you will just share what you have of goodness to share with others. That's what the world needs, and that's what Tanya gives us. But how does he give us? When we recognize our wholeness is a divine thing, not a human uh, concept or a human... Because on the contrary, from the human condition, everybody is broken and needs fixing. Oh, here, let me fix you, right? 
So that's, you know, mental health. Oh, you've got some mental health issues. Let me fix you. You've got some psychological issues, emotional issues. Let me fix you. Oh, therapy, right? You've got health problems. Oh, that's what medicine is about, fixing a problem rather than making more whole, you know, wholesome, holistic approach. At least modern medicine, modern Western medicine, right? Medicines otherwise, but so this is um, what we um, the the concept that we've been speaking about, for bringing about. Norm, please share with us, and Tim, please share with us. Good morning, Norm. It's so helpful. I, I can't even express it. It's just so helpful. Well, thank but, you. Uh, well, thank you so much, Rabbi. But I wanted to, uh, I wanted to tell a joke about what you just said. How many uh, Lubavitch Hasidim does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> you know the answer. I'll le- I know the answer. I'll leave it to you. I want to hear it from you. <laughs> the light never went out. <laughs> oh, that's the, uh, that's a good one. The light never went out. Beautiful. Actually, that's not the way I, uh, I, the the joke used to be. One to um, one to uh, screw in the light bulb, and a second one to tell everybody else that that's what they should do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the light. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, Norm, what I just spoke about. Thank you for what you just shared. I got to tell you, because you just, you just fell into my thought of what I was just speaking about when I was mentioned this. Uh, this idea that I just shared now about being whole versus broken was actually last week after what happened that everybody was talking about a joke that was told to millions of people that heard it, right? And then a slap that came thereafter. And I said then, and now, thank you, Norm. Beautiful what you just said. Oh, oh, Norm, I can't tell you. Amazing. Let me explain. It, so let uh, it, it comes from the Alter Rebbe and his teachings that I'm just uh, you know the mouthpiece to 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 share. But li- listen to this: the jo- in Western civilization, joke is about a broken person that needs to wants to make them feel themselves wants to feel better. They want to feel better. So what do you do? Put somebody else down, and I lift myself up greater than them, and that's why I tell a joke about that person that well well whether it's hurtful or not hurtful you know whether it's a it's a put down whatever it is it's a, you know makes me feel on top of the world while someone else was kind of put down in the world that's not what you just did you told a joke that was uplifting that was um you know that that that, that gives meaning and gives Give something to a person. The light never went out. It's beautiful. That's right. The light shouldn't should not go out by us. And 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 
We don't need to switch something. The light of the Rebbe, the light of the Alter Rebbe, never went out. Imagine, the Alter Rebbe passed away over 200 years ago, and the light didn't go out. The Rebbe, over 27 years ago, Gimel Tamuz, and the light didn't go out. The light actually, actually, to add to your joke, got stronger. <laughs> Proof is, look how many people are here today that weren't here before Gimel Tamuz. And I take this, uh, you know, the, the, to just bring out the Yud Aleph Nisan this Tuesday, the Rebbe's birthday, 120 years. 120 years is a perfect life of, like, of Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu, born and died on the same day. 120 years later, after his birth, he dies. That's a complete life. So the complete life of the Rebbe is uh, this Tuesday. And we, so I make a suggestion, everybody write to the Eihel, introduce yourself to the Rebbe. Give him your name. Your, if you're Jewish, then your mother's name. If you're not Jewish, then your father's name. And introduce yourself. Tell him that you're learning Tanya. And tell him how the Tanya is life-changing. Davida, if you can put up uh, Rebbe at Oyel Chabad, so you can get the email or the website that you can, um, this Tuesday, write to the Rebbe, because the light has not gone out. On the contrary, it's stronger and greater. So, Norm, that joke amazing because it's uplifting it's teaching it's telling us something it's empowering and that's because we're coming from a wholesome complete and worthy place because we are that therefore we're capable of what telling a joke but it's good it's not a put down it's in an it's uplifting it's oila as the name of this chapter in Tanya, it ascends. It helps us all ascend to a, a greater and higher place. That's what it does. It's our rabbi, it's Rebbe, I think, no? At, uh, at Ohel Chabad. Maybe Rabbi also works, I don't know, but I think it's Rebbe. Not R-E-B-B-E. Um, wow, beautiful. You know, Norm could be that, uh, you know, we just uh, work a, a good team to, here together. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Tim, please share. Yeah, Rabbi, Norm, everybody, it's so bright in here. I don't know if I remember what I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, you know, by the way, you know why a person asks a question is because it's not bright because it's a it's a dim or dark and therefore we don't see and then sometimes we just get uplifted and and the question that we had is no longer a question you know why because we see light the light of hashem the light of terror in our lives that what was a problem before all of a sudden because of the elevation that we have whoa it's it's bright i see it so uh, no no problem, Tim. <laughs> All right, I'll put on my shades here. Uh, uh, I do remember my question because the, Go ahead. the illustrate the illustration that you've given us this morning is very bright, and uh, and I'm wondering um, about the Hebrew letters that we are discussing in that formation. Is it permissible? Uh, or prohibited to illustrate those letters in that formation. 
in the formation in the if you notice over here i put i'm not yeah i know yeah i know right but if but in in hashem's name i put Mm -hmm. i i I put a line between each letter because otherwise this piece of paper it becomes a holy piece of paper with god's name and i would have to put it bury it but uh since since, uh, so we have to be careful when we use god's name that we use it in a way um, that we will not desecrate it. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get the video and, and see exactly how you have the lines, but that, that is the perfect illustration for everything that we've been learning here. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you. Alan, please share with us. Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning. spoke about exactly and flying really high and and flying gracefully and then swooping down when it sees some food etc you know and and a bird can fly because the wings because it has wings but but it also the reason why it can fly is because of the symmetry of the of the bird and the wings are on either side of the bird right you know and you know but if Shown the, the wings were on both on the same side of the bird, it would take a nose dive. It wouldn't work, you know. <clears throat> so there, so there is a, a beauty in the symmetry of the wings, you know, and the fact that they are kind of oppositional. They're on either on either side. They're different. They have different qualities, even though they're attached to the bird, you know. <clears throat> right. And one of them is Ahava, and the other one is Yira, and, and together, <clears throat> even though they have different qualities, they enable the bird to fly to great heights you know exactly um, precisely yeah that's exactly the teachings of today exactly precise thank you thank you Alan. beautiful beautiful um rachel on instagram learning tanya with the right purpose for result oh okay and amuna building yes absolutely and we will be healed actually because what you wrote uh, that's what allowed me um that's what inspired me to say what i just said beforehand sam please share with us thank you rabbi ronnie and everyone for this opportunity i was thinking of what alan was saying and it did i really liked the analogy he was making i was thinking the two wings uh, they're both needed, uh, as Alan was saying, and, and both uh, different sides. I was thinking of the two important commandments of one, love Hashem, love God, and the second, love love thy neighbor as thyself. And so with these two, as each one being a wing, it would then uh, give the body, the soul, the, in the center, us, the individual, the one, uh, the ability to almost fly, to be in heaven-like. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we said. The flying over here, and the metaphor of flying, means to fly beyond the human condition. Human condition is temporary. The divine condition is eternal. So there's an eternity to what we do down here, as it relates in the higher spiritual realm. 
we feel a you know uh you know what you what we're learning Torah right now we feel eternal you know we it's beautiful in the moment uplifting and it's wonderful but that we you know at the same time what we're need to be what we're becoming aware of is that ascending flying means it's beyond the human condition and therefore there's being motivated by the love and reverence to Hashem, the two wings, allows our engagement right now to be divine and hence eternal. And that's 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 the beauty of what we're doing, mentioning now. Thank you for sharing that, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. So, uh, Rabbi, I have another other question. Sure. So these two wings... Could you envision them? You know, when you you were you were talking just before with Tim about the the Havaya, you mm-hmm. know, and separate. Could you could you if you would like in your mind's eye and your kavana, if you imagine one wing of, of being the yud and the hay, and the other wing being the vav and the hay, is that kind of appropriate? Or, or so we 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 learned this earlier. You missed that part. So let me just quickly go over it. The yud is the head of the uh, of the bird. The vav is the body of the bird, and the two hays are the wings of the bird. So Shema Vaya becomes an entire bird, the Metat, Metatron, uh, uh, angel, archangel, that is in a, a formation of a bird, as uh, as we showed with the letters. So, um, yeah, so actually the, the name uh, uh, Shema Vaya becomes, the, um, is embodied in the actual, so to speak, makeup of the bird. And um, as we explained, that the vav referring to the Mishnah and uh, the, the adjudicated law, and that the um, uh, that the yud represents uh, intelligence, the understanding, and the reasoning behind the law, as it was in the analog of the metaphor of the analogy. Yes, very good. Okay. Thank you, Rabbi. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Please share. Um. This a typographical error in the spelling of the Hebrew letter Waf, and um, how does it uh, affect the teachings? What do you mean a typographical? What do you mean by that? And in the in the commentary from uh, from the Tanya is written, the rabbi notes that there seems to be a typographical error uh, in the spelling out of the Hebrew letter Waf. No, it's just, yeah, oh, I see what you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aha, okay. How does it, this affect the teaching? Is it that um, the... Uh, I don't know. That, I, I have to look more into it. I'm not certain. I don't, okay. I don't have an answer off the top of my head. I don't think it changes the the concept of the teachings. Hmm. I, I don't see where it's a reference to. I'm, I'll have to look later. I'm sorry, Michael. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to answer at the moment. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks. It's Arab Shabbos, and there's. Uh, 
Yeah, it's hard to uh, finish uh, uh, to be together uh, learning. <laughs> Any connection with Noah and the bird uh, finding the land and the flood? I'm sure there is, but offhand, I'm not certain. I'm sure there is, though. Everything's connected. You know, there's one God, one Torah. Right? So, everything's connected. How? All right. That might be beyond my pay grade. <laughs> Sorry. All right, folks. I'm Rabbi Ronnie Fine coming to you from Chabad Zvichin Kedeshim in Montreal, Canada. It's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the time. You have a great day. You have a wonderful Shabbos. Shabbos a Godel. Make it big. Make it great.